as we engage in relational meditation practice and explore in our own hearts the experience of relational dhamma, a relational understanding of root wisdom teachings. We are threading the connections between wisdom and love. The factors of awakening, which can be explored directly in meditation practice, and one can catch the perfume of it in our lives. If we look real closely sometimes, we can see it. We can see where there's mindfulness. We can see where there's energy. We can see concentration, even moments of equanimity little bit. And then in, let's say, deep retreat with a lot of diligence, we see these factors get really bright. Maybe they come into balance. And then we see the factors of awakening at work. We actually see, or experience, I should say, insight. A deep understanding where we've become intimate enough with experience and the noise of the body-mind has diminished sufficiently that we clearly see the rising and vanishing of experience. We clearly see the impermanence. It's no longer a concept. And there's a, a, a transformative effect of that in the way that we stop chasing the what the Buddha called the mirage of perceptions and so on. And this vast uh, trajectory, this vast space of our lives moves from just the bare fragrance of these factors of mindfulness and investigation and joy and tranquility to the profound manifestation. And the wisdom also has that same kind of spectrum. The fragrance of wisdom, just the touch of it in a decision to just do the right thing in some little place in our lives, all the way through to profound insight and everything in between. And we've touched some of that in our practice. and we're practicing meditation in relationship and cultivating a relational understanding of the root wisdom. The factors that we can touch in our practice can be named any number of ways, just as the 
traditional seven factors of awakening can, could have been named any number of different ways. And the way they were named and the specifics comes from quite a profound wisdom on the part of the Buddha as to how they balance, how they move together. But any number of constructs might talk about that space. And in different mystical traditions, you do have different constructs. Relationally, same thing. We can touch those factors that get bright and that are both necessary for a transformative relational meditation practice and that grow out of that practice, that become strong and beautiful. So the mindfulness that's experienced relationally, not just here, not just there, the mutuality of trust, respect, and authenticity, a kind of transparency. And we can touch this. We can see it come up, not because we force it to come up. We're going to try and create trust. But you do the work. You do the practice. You meet again and again, and you release that distrusting, fearful part, and you become trustworthy. And trust arises. There's nothing in the way. You don't have to fabricate it. But it's the relational manifestation of living a kind of truth, as is respect, as is authenticity. And likewise, the shared intention. It's not just that I'm practicing with a real aspiration to incline my heart towards compassion, towards wisdom, but so are you. And when we meet in that, it's, not, it's no longer disharmonious or dysfunctional or somehow lacking power. There's a power in that alignment. And these classic factors of the Brahma-viharas, metta, the mind is open, spacious, meets another, the spontaneous manifesting of kindness, of care, of friendliness is not something one has to fabricate. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the care is present. The spaciousness is present, and this is the, the metta. And this vibrating of the heart is the compassion, vibrating with balance. And the vibrating in joy. Wow. Someone else is happen, happy, or someone else is having some moment of insight, or ease, or concentration. It's like spontaneous. We don't have to say, I'm going to practice mudita. You don't have to do that. You simply are, and these factors ripen, because all of the meditative qualities are coming together here relationally. And the quality of balance, 
that we can touch in this between, the stability, the spaciousness that encompasses the totality of our brokenness and our beauty manifesting as equanimity between us. So these factors that I just named, I refer to as the relational factors of awakening. They're the relational aspect, the relational counterpart of the factors of awakening of the traditional meditative practice. So in a sense, I think a very real sense, and you can examine for yourself, the loving kindness and the compassion, the equanimity, the sympathetic joy, they are the relational manifestation of awareness and they're a kind of relational wisdom. They're what ripens when the heart not only is at ease, but it's dwelling in a kind of uh, maturity. And in our practice then, where we don't separate out love and wisdom. We don't separate out individual cultivation of the mind and the relational cultivation of the heart. It's all of a piece, right? We're all in the the whole human experience here. We can, as I said, weave those threads between wisdom and love, the connecting threads, where the sense of movement together, growth together, isn't sundered, it's not broken apart, it's whole again. It's whole in the heart of our extraordinary concentrated practice. And those threads move all the way through the whole of our lives where the mind may not be so concentrated, but something is woven, something is known, something can be recognized in a spark, like just in a spark you can recognize it and remember. we can explore in experience if this is true and if it's a contribution, if it might be a contribution to our path.